Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Stock up for Christmas at Chemist Warehouse. Find Ralph Lauren Polo Red 75ml for just $79.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Wednesday the 8th of December. We're halfway through the week. One and a half weeks left. Holiday. Holiday. How good. But we got plenty of sport. Plenty of sport to cover before then. And well, it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I know you'll be up and about wherever you are in the country. Let us know where you are. Give us a text on double eight double three. Or to call us on the Kenna's Hire phone line anytime throughout the morning, 0800 150 811. Show, what do we got for the show? Big news earlier this year when SENZ acquired the license of the Otago Nuggets, showing our commitment. Yes, our commitment, SENZ's commitment to basketball in New Zealand. Dylan Boucher is on as an absolute champion of basketball in New Zealand, giving so much on the court. He is now the CEO of Basketball New Zealand. We're going to chat to him. Lots going on in the basketball world around New Zealand also take over. The Toatara baseball team have just taken over the Huskies in the NBL and they've just changed their name to the Toataras as well. So big news, big news happening in New Zealand basketball. So great to chat to Dylan Boucher about that. And then MLS finals teams have been decided with the Portland Timbers hosting New York City FC. Portland did it the hard way having locked up fourth seed heading to the playoffs and then knocking off comp favourites Colorado. Then last week, Real Salt Lakes to see them have a home final for the first time since 2015. Kiwi football star Bill Tuiloma plays for Portland and he joined us on the show yesterday and we're going to have a chat to him about 7.40ish this morning. So looking forward to chatting to Bill Tuiloma. He left um, pretty early. Young young kid left... um, Teenage years, went over to France, played for Marseille and Division 1 over there and he's had a pretty successful career. He's just come back from an injury but he's playing for Portland Timbers and they're hosting New York FC. So had a good, good catch up with Bill. Uh, and then later on in the 8 o'clock hour, the debacle that was Trentham Raceway on Saturday is still unfolding. 
I'm sure we'll know more in the end, but this week the meetings continue. Races today at Hastings, and then the big meeting this set at Tarapa. Royden Burgenson is a leading trainer, and he will sure have plenty to say. Trains a very promising filly that was meant to race on Saturday against Baz's old horse, Kana, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine, so I'm pretty sure that's that's racing this weekend, and we're going to have a chat to him. Chat to him. We're also going to be talking lots of ashes and lots of uh, debates going around. There's a bit of a debate coming up on the show uh, about the Black Ferns that's unfolded. Yes, they will rip into that. And then news over the ditch that James Anderson isn't playing in the ashes. He's, he's 39 years of age, so it's a precaution. It's a long series, five test matches. So we'll rip into a bit of ashes and a bit of sports throughout the morning. But make sure you give us a text on double eight double three. We'll call us anytime. We want to hear from you. Yeah, big part of our show and why we do this. 0800 Anyway, hopefully running Auckland's all good up there in the studio. Trudy, Louie, Joe and Kez and the good skipper himself, Baz McCullum, coming off a, well, we'll get a wee update. He played golf yesterday, so we'll get a wee stare into how he was swinging it. And uh, we played a good round, hopefully, but then a, a sad day also for, for the McCullum family. But, um, how are you, my brother? Hello, brother. Good morning, everyone up here as well. It looks a little sleepy at the moment. We'll wake you up over the next couple of hours, no doubt. Make sure we're all ready to roll up there in the 09. Uh, is good, mate. Wairak yesterday, outstanding. What a golf course. Absolutely mm. beautiful. Made the journey down. Is it recovered? Roadworks on the way. Yep. Yeah, it's phenomenal, yep. mate. It looks so nice. Um, greens were... Oh, I didn't make a puddle day, to be honest. So the greens were <laughs> lovely, but it was I just couldn't quite roll them in, you know. We played a two-man Ambrose format, which was quite quite cool, actually. So my partner was Lance yeah. O'Sullivan, and we played against um, Graham Richardson and uh, and Izzy Whitley, and that was good fun. We um, yeah, we had a good old game there. Unfortunately, I said I was going to come on this morning and tell everyone that we won, just, you know, because you can, and you control the media when you're in the media, right? Um, but we lost. Mm. So, well played, Izzy. Well played, <laughs> Graham. Oh, we'll no. be back. But I guess what you know, like, I mean, well, Lance and I, we're used to winning, right? Like, I mean, we've had we've had yep. sporting careers. We're used to winning, so we just wanted to look after <laughs> those fellas and let them have their little moment in the sun. So, so you know, we just allowed them to win, and and now they feel really good about themselves. So that was our um our little contribution. Um. But it was a bit sad as well yesterday. So we actually we're a bit late to our tee off time down in, in uh, at Wairaki as well because just as we're uh, getting ready to leave, um, I was like, listed rings me and goes, uh, we got a problem." I said, "Oh no, what's the problem?" She goes, "Snowy," which was uh, one of our broodmares, um, Pinot Gris, twenty one years of age, absolute sweetheart, big white. She was a big white horse. Said, uh, she's lying down in the corner of the paddock. It doesn't look too good. I'm like, oh no. Um, and so, anyway, long story short, she had a really bad bout of colic, and then so we had to uh, we had to arrange. Well, she was in quite a bit of pain, so we had to arrange for her to unfortunately go to sleep. So that was that was a bit of a sad old sad old day, and uh, never nice. And told the kids last night, and they they adored her, so they were they were in bits as well as he. But that's that's animals, right? And 
as we said to them. Mm. That's part and parcel of the game that you're in. When you have animals, you've got to appreciate while they're here because they don't, they don't last that long, do they? And um, no. a, a good lesson as well, I guess, in, in terms of that, um, you know, mortality in animals as well. But anyway, so that was a bit of a sad day. So we're going to we'll go and toast her over the weekend. She got buried down the road. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll go and have a little, a little drink to celebrate her. So that was a bit of a sad day. But uh, that's that's no. life, right? That's life. Well, it's not nice, but that's life. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, eh? Like when you got pets, you know. I remember growing up, and and you have pets, like dogs and and cats, and, and and at the time, you know, life's good, and then comes to that situation when you grow that connection and grow that love, and which your kids would have, and you, you know, especially mm. your daughters, and they would have loved Snowy, and Snowy would have been in the family for most of their life, and then you got to come, got to come to that situation where you got to go. Do the unthinkable, but you know the mo- the the humane thing to do is is relieve them of that pain, and um yeah mate, so it's it's tough, and and it's a tough thing with pets, eh? knowing that one day you're gonna have to have to, to make that decision, which which sucks really. That's right. But um, I hope the girls are alright, brother. Ooh. Yeah, no, they'll be sweet. They'll be they'll be okay. Um, so that's uh, that's all of our broodmares, Mount. Now we don't have any. Any uh, broodmares on the on the farm at the moment, so we'll have to go have to go invest. Is he? Yes. Start investing again, you know, for a successful return yeah. on a, on that investment in the horse game. As a horse farmer, to buy more broodmares. Mm, food for thought. Where will you look? Where will, where will, where will we start that journey, Bears? I'm saying we because we're a team here. Where will we start this journey, brother? <laughs> well, I think we buy nice fillies. We race them through their career, get black type performance on their pedigree page, and then we breed from them. So then we've got really good quality broodmares, which then the progeny are then going to be able to go to the sales and make an absolute fortune, is he? And then we're going to invest yeah. it all in crypto, and then we're just going to like be such, oh, mate, we're going to be loaded. <laughs> huh? And we'll, we'll have our own plane. Mate, we'll get a couple. You can have a chopper at your house, chopper at my house. You know, we might even have a boat. <laughs> yeah, we got a pub, mate. What a dr- this is gonna be oh. good. We could buy our own sports team. What team? What team do we want? Do we want a rugby team, cricket team, three on three basketball team, oh, three x three basketball team? Well, um, will we buy a Kiwi team? Oh, we will. We, we're Kiwis, eh? We're gonna keep it in Kiwi. Yeah, I'll probably buy. Yeah, I'll buy a basketball team. I reckon. Buy a basketball team, yeah. You know, I'll probably uh, buy a team and then stack it through full of NBA players. Nah, talk, we're talking rubbish here. <laughs> Why not? Hey, you got to you got to paint the vision. Got to paint the vision, otherwise you get nowhere, right? Mm. Crypto's back though, bud. I told you to ride the wave. I told you to ride the wave. Crypto is coming Fight back, and I played a wee clip to you this morning. Play it away, clip to me. Because that's the thing, when you get into a bit of crypto, you think, ah, oh, you're so late, you've missed the boat, you've missed the boat, and then you, I've started watching a few video clips around about it, and it's in its infancy, infancy phase, so it's, a, it's, it's at a young age. You feel like you've missed the boat, but nah, this is only just starting, there's a lot of growth that needs to be made in crypto. Look, it is a risk, everything's a risk in life, but I reckon it's going to be it's gonna be good fun. I'm, I'm, I'm riding it right now. Buy the dip, you said, eh? Okay, buy the dip. So we bought the dip, and the dip is corrected. Good stuff is. That's a lovely little 
financial planner. Um, but it's funny you say that about the, um, what everyone says in its infancy now. It's like the property market, eh? Like, I remember buying my mm. first house back in uh, Christchurch. must have been, what, 2003. And I bought this house, and it was a little three-bedroom, like, um, cottage thing in this good area. The lady said to me, she put, she drew me a map in Christchurch there, and she said, and highlighted around this region, she said, become an expert on this area here. And then, you know, don't focus on everything else, just focus on this one area anyway. So I spent a bit of time researching all the area, and then this one house come up. And it was an old house and all that, but she said, this is an area where you want to be. So I paid $365,000 for it. And I remember at the time, everyone said to me, you're mad. You're absolutely mad. What are you doing? You've paid way too much for that house. Look at it. Mm. It's going to need maintenance mm. being on. It's going to need this. It's going to need that. And uh, and I actually, Liz was in hospital with Riley, uh, about to have Riley at the, at the time. Um, so I was, I was like, ah, that'll be all right. So I bought it. Anyway, we sold it. Uh, 18 months later, we moved into new house, sold it for 423000 And I was like, yeah, yeah, got this game sorted. But now, now, do you know what that house be worth, mate? Nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That house. Oh, it's disgusting, mate. Nine hundred and fifty thousand, mate. So why didn't I just hold on to it? Oh, you know, play the. How, how long? How long was that that period of time? Oh, it's seventeen years. But I mean, I. Oh, but still. Yeah, but you could have. Just, mate, you just I hate doing that. I've done that so many times. I, I remember my first house I bought in Hawke's Bay. I bought a house in Hawke's Bay down Wall Road, and it was a, a mortgagee sale. So I bought it for, I think I bought it for 360 Nice house. You know, mum and dad went and moved in. We, we lived there, and, and then I had it for about a year or year and a half, and I sold it for 400 But obviously, uh, I actually bought it for 380 I sold it for 400 So 20 grand I made in it. But... During that time, I had to get new carpet because all my nephews and nieces jumped on the carpet, put poles in it. So I got new carpet. So I pretty much broke even. Anyway, I sold that house. And now I go back and have a look at it. It's worth $1.1 million, And they haven't even done oh. anything to it. And that, I know, oh, 700 grand. And I think I sold it probably six, seven years ago. So it's not that much. Not that long ago. But, oh. you know, you look at it and I'm thinking, how is that house worth that much? The market's just... It's it's crazy at the moment. You can't like a million bucks buys you nothing. Buys you nothing now, but isn't it? That's right. Like, but so that same house that I was talking about. So I went back and had a look at the historical figures, and it was bought like twenty years earlier, for like thirty eight thousand dollars. So so you know the, whoever paid thirty eight thousand when I bought it for three hundred sixty five, they would have been sitting there going, oh, mate, this this market's mad." And now I bought it for three sixty five. <laughs> now it's worth nine fifty, and the same with your one worth one point one or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> you just got to buy and hold, eh? There's a new investment strategy yeah. for me: is buy and hold, mm. buy and hold. I'm too impatient. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. And a couple of our listeners, they'll probably be astute investors out there. We've got a few coming in, boys. Just listening to the news, there's some great investment opportunities in Hong Kong. Try that. That was from Charlie. See, we don't know how... how uh, I've yeah. tried that. I've tried that, actually. Have you? Yeah. in Hong Kong, isn't it? Yeah. I've, I've tried <laughs> investing in Shartan many times. It hasn't worked. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I guess he's not talking Is about anyone, the races, though. No, he's not talking about the races. Is anyone in, uh, out there listening in crypto? 
give us a text, double eight, double three on the crypto buzz, because we're just getting into it. And me and Baz, we like having a wee, having a wee dabble and trying out, you know, trying out new things. And crypto is a new thing for us. Let us know on the on the call line, double eight, double three. If you enter any crypto, or give us a call, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We've actually got a caller. We actually might have a caller, Charlie from Geraldine. Wow, Ooh. here he is. Crypto, Charlie. G'day, Charlie. Oh, this could be interesting. This could be interesting, is. Yeah, nah, we we don't know if we, he might be on on something else, but we might have to go off, eh? We might have to go off and have a wee little break and come back very shortly, and then we might get Charlie on. But coming back up, as we're going to talk a bit of Black Ferns as well, because there's a lot of chat going around about the Black Ferns mental health situation. One of the players has come out, Tekura Nata Arengamate, has come out. She's played 32 tests. There's been some allegations actually coming through on uh, in the Black Ferns about a bit of bullying. A bit of bullying. And uh, some of the comments I've read, yeah, we, we've you know been with coaches that are pretty over the top and they come out and you know they rip into things and rip into you and, and do things. But they only do it to, to get the best out of you. But some other comments that I've kind of heard and been and, and reading them they they are pretty borderline bullying and uh we're going to get into a bit of that um very shortly going to talk to about mental health and you've been a coach and maybe have a chat to you about how you you know coach and the way your coaching style and we've spoken about it a lot but i'll chat to you about glenn moore because i've been coached by glenn moore and, and his nickname is growler for a reason he is grumpy as they come um, but yeah there's like a borderline kind of way that you can go about it and and he's kind of crossed the mark here so We'll have a wee chat about it when we come back shortly, eh, brother? You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ 624 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Give us a text. Let us know if you've made bank on cryptocurrency. Double eight, double three, if you've done well and what you've done well in. Let us know. Lead us into a few because we're uh, just starting our wee crypto journey. And maybe we'll have to get Crossgate Capital on the supporters of Baz and Izzy for breakfast to talk us into a better cryptocurrency as well. We've got a few texts coming through. or give us a call about crypto because we'd love to know. We'd love to know. So there we go. There we go. But right now we're going to talk a bit of uh, rugby uh, and mental health. Mental health is a big part of our show and it's something that we like to uh, walk towards, um, talk about, make be open about it. Um, right now, the news um, coming around about the Black Ferns. The Black Ferns. Te kura nata arengamate. She's played 32 tests for the Black Ferns. She had a debut in 2014. And uh, she's come out on social media with mental health issues. There's accusations of Glenn Moore ripping into her over the last couple of years. Really her out. Not, you know, as a coach, you, you want to get the best out of your players uh, and the, the best way to do that is probably, you know, being vulnerable in front of your teammates. But from what I'm hearing, um, the accusations of the comments are quite borderline bullying and there's maybe a borderline bit of racist as well there. Well, I'm kind of getting from the accusations, if they are true. One of the accusations, the kids, what would the... She's a teacher at a school and she's got... And, and apparently... They've been saying, what would the kids think of her at school? Uh, there's another one. She was only picked in the Black Ferns because she can play the guitar. 
Um, and then there was another one, you shouldn't even be playing, you shouldn't even be in the side. There's many, many more uh, ac- accusations going around. So if they are true, this is pretty distressing time for the Black Ferns environment, and Chris Lendrum has come out and already openly spoken about it. They're going to support Takora and have her back. They need to sit down. They're going to go for a thorough review and chat about it. Um, this has forced Takora to go to anger management, and she's dealing with severe anxiety. Um, yeah, so it's, I think the mental health is uh, at the forefront now. It's very openly spoken about, and there was a sense that, um, you know, like we've both been inside Baz, and, and we're going to have a chat to you about this, and we've been inside, and I've been coached by Glenn Moore, and his nickname was Growler for a reason. He is grumpy, he is uncompromising, he is he'll put you on the spot and that's just his way of coaching it's an old school style of coaching um this day and age i don't think it's um you know with the way that mental health has been very spoken about openly around around the world and around new zealand particularly i think that coaching style is probably of the past um but yeah knowing glenn moore and how uncompromising he is um, I can see this, yeah, why this has unfolded. He's um, he's pretty grumpy old fella. Uh, but, mate, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a situation and something that's going to be, you know, coming to the forefront over the next couple of weeks for sure with, with New Zealand rugby dealing with this. But for you, mate, have you... What's your initial reaction to this when you heard something like this? So you've been a coach and, um, you know, there's, there's ways of getting the best out of your players. Do you, like... Do you think that's just too far with those accusations, accusations, those comments that were made that I've just read? Is that a bit too far? And if they are true, is he, is he going to be in a bit of strife here? Yeah, that's a really. I find it a really interesting one is because I think it's a, mm. it's a bit of a throw to society at the moment as well. Is that there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot more sensitivity around this issue than there has ever been in the past. I think in the past where we came from was was it was always about just suck it up, get on with it. But I think you know mm. that is an archaic mindset, and and you know, I think we've all moved on from that. But at the same time, there's there is an element. I mean, we've got kids, and and there's an element where sometimes you have to be firm on them. Um, you have mm. to be cruel to be kind, not not to a degree where it, mm. it runs them down or, or breaks their their confidence or their spine but it's it's a matter of allowing those boundaries and a firm guiding hand to be able to still encourage them to get the best out of themselves so it can be a really difficult balance and a fine line that you tread and then when you add culture or you add ethnicity um, to things as well then it becomes a really difficult balancing act and and I say that with the benefit of um, being involved in as coaching an Indian side, a predominantly Indian side, where you've got, um, you know, you've got English, you've got uh, Australians, you've got Kiwis, you've got West Indians, and even within the West Indians, you've got Jamaicans, you've got Trinidadians, so, and then you've got Indians. So there's there's a whole blend and, and difference of cultures and ethnicities, and, and the what you say to one person can mean something quite different to another. And, and so it's a really difficult balancing act, and, and I guess that's coaching in itself is trying to understand all of that and still be able mm-hmm. to, with a firm hand, encourage um, support and find a way to get the best out of your players. Now, one thing I will say is some players need 
a lot firmer hand than other players. Some people need to yeah. be told the, the brutal truth at times as well, and that can be really difficult, you mm. know? And how you deliver that message can be really difficult. Um, but the, in this case, it looks as if the way that it's been projected and the way it's been received are not on the same, um, are, are, are miles apart. And that's now mm. become a, a really difficult thing. And look, mental health is completely real. I get it. Um, you know, and, and people are dealing with things in their own ways and, and that can be really difficult and a, and a coach has got a job to do. So that becomes a difficult balancing act as well. So look, I'm not really sure. I'd like to probably see where this one goes before I really nail my flag to the mast on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know who's in the right and who's in the wrong, but either way, they're not on the same, they're not on the same sheet and hence why maybe there was some breakdown in communication and the performance of the Black Ferns on tour wasn't where it should have been. Yeah, yeah. So the coach is under pressure, mate. Under pressure for sure, and he's come out. But look, uh, just if I, from the comments I've read, they are pretty damning and it's they're pretty brutal, and, and that's the only thing. It's the wording that that's how you're going to get through it. And um, yeah, so we'll touch on it very shortly. We'll keep going back to this topic because I think it's fascinating, and, we, and more's going to come from it as well because. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the latest news from the Black Ferns and, yeah, social media. Was it the right way to announce it? Probably not. Probably not. Behind closed doors, having a quiet meeting, sitting down would have been the best way. But anyway, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building news on. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 27 minutes away from 7am. Nice discussion, lads. It's a very tricky subject, and uh, Richie's come through with a text on double eight double three. We'll get to in a second. Big show coming up. We've got lots to get through, including plenty of cricket. It is Ashes Day. How good's the timing for us Kiwis? One o'clock, first ball or thereabouts. Can't wait for that, so we'll get into that a bit later on. But right now, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. No doubt you massive racing fans, Baz and Izzy would have been on and checked the fields, the acceptances for this weekend at Tarapa, the racing today at Hastings, where we're probably going to get a beautiful dead track that'll play fair. And uh, I can't wait. It's actually a nice little card today with some really even maiden fields, lads. And I think the weather will be good. We'll talk to Smithy. He'll have his pulse right on the absolute latest in the weather in the Hawks Bay. A couple I'd like to bring to your attention. And race four. Well, it is a rating 65. And I think it might be one of the races of the day along with the 74. Now, on Friday... Izzy, you were babysitting, doing, and by all accounts, mate. You'd... Parenting, it's called parenting. Pe- uh, so... <laughs> I'm not babysitting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, by all accounts. Nah, it's still looking after kids. Yeah. Trace, I was babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said, by all accounts, just one of the great jobs, Izzy. You just, you've absolutely hit it out of the park. They are raving about you and all the... Yes, someone's. Realise. And all the babysitting <laughs> chat groups and forums around the world, I think, that Izzy Dag, he's, he goes good. Where did you find those? Where did you find those chat groups? Oh, mate, Reddit, just crypto.com. All <laughs> <of it. laughs> do you do you do you take payment in crypto? You can just top me off in my crypto <laughs> wallet. Maybe that's the future. I was, I'm trying to work out when we can punt via crypto, whether we can just deposit to the tab.co.nz via our ether- Ethereum. It is coming, I agree. Anyway, sorry, race four, got distracted there. Well, while we were babysitting, um, Baz managed to just crowbar some very, very... 
very good and important oil out of Peter Didimbaz, and it was good because he almost didn't want to give you it, but he came to the party, and British royalty, it won fresh up. Uh, first up, it was a de- debutante, so it won in Maiden Company last start at Otaki, and I went back and watched the replay, and from a wide gate, man, it showed some speed and used a lot of petrol early to get across them, and then it was leading. And it kicked really hard up over the 1,200. So it stays at 1,200 today. It's going to be much fitter. Gets barrier three. Peter Didham's words were, well, it won impressively last start. It's jumped out super just this morning or yesterday. Um, and you're probably not going to be getting a lot for it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is where I tell you. $6.50, $2.20. And it's in a good field. Bradman and here's a real chance for Royden Burgesson. We can ask about that. Monza has run some super races here over around Hawke's Bay. Cody Cole's one fresh up has to be a chance. Sophistical for Stephen Marsh. has had a bit of a rap on it and hasn't won this prep yet. But British Royalty, with what Peter Didham said, looking at the early speed, how hard it worked last time over the 1,200 metres from Barrier 3. Robbie Hannum, a senior jock on. Tick, 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 tick. Could be a bet there, Baz. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I love the fact that you wrote it down as well because I wrote it down, but I lost my notes from that day. So I, was, uh, I wasn't sure when um, British royalty was going to line up. So good job just putting that one in the little black book, uh, Louis. So let's hope that we get paid this afternoon. It's good money, isn't it? Six fifty. Oof. Just, you know, just put a little bit Each on. Each way all day, Izzy. Each <laughs> way all day. What a- what else? Oh, no, what so else this we is where I got a problem. <laughs> this is where I got a problem. So we've just tipped out. You've just given it a big rap. You've just gone tick, 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 and then right at the end you've gone each way. No, mate, we're in or we're out. There's no each way. That's we're either on the nose or we're not on at all. For a small hey? price, you can cover your bet in case one of these other nice chances just kicks up and runs the race of its life. It's punting Izzy, smart. Come on. Is you're with me on the one, eh? You know me. You know me. You know me. You know me. Always on the nose, never on the tail. Never, ever. So I'm just, look, boys, I'm, uh, look, I'm not that I'm punting, not that I'm punting, but if I'm going to think of one, I need another one to multi up with it. So British royalty into into what? What are we thinking, boys? Well, there actually, actually, I do actually have one for you. Is there's a there's a nice chance on, in, in the last midnight special run two good races. Midnight special. Pursuit, no, no, no. Midnight special, mate. Um, gee, you t- oh, I can see. Yeah, midnight special. There you go. It's run two nice races. I was looking for it to pop up. McNabb, Jamie Richards, good barrier. Tick, tick, ticks. Uh, not each way all day. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what's it paying? Okay. It's a bit shorter. It's three sixty. I'll, I'll do those. I'll just do like a makeup one. I'll make up one. I'll just put it through. What's it? Twenty twenty two bucks. No, no, good. So, uh, yeah, sweet ass boys, I'll I'll have like a makeshift bet in my mind, and I'll let you know how it go today. Not a real one, eh? Because you're you're not you're not not a real one. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, no there's care, a couple no of texts here, and then we uh, then we better get off to a break because we've got something very important coming back on the other side. Is the social media post the right forum to make those accusations though it feels like someone has already been found guilty that's from richie in mm. response to the black ferns dilemma that they're dealing with at the moment that's a really good point is social media the right place mm. to be making 
those releases. Because you, I mean, you're spot on, Richie, actually. Like, there, there's other ways to be able to deal with that, right? There's channels that you can go through, and mm. I'm sure at New Zealand Rugby Union, they've got plenty of um, uh, people in, in those spaces that are dealing with HR and and uh, and also, you know, mental health problems or, or, or issues. And so maybe, maybe you're spot on there, Richie. There is other ways to deal with that. There's another one here. Uh, I've cracked it, brothers. I've cracked the code. How to become a millionaire on the punt. And I owe it all to you two and your astute advice. Step one, start off as a billionaire, you buggers. Hastings today, let's get paid, eh? Have a great day, SNZ Farno. That's from Brett. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. We're not well, there you go, Brett. British royalty. Okay. Midnight special. Midnight special. There you go. And you can start, Brett. If you really want to, you can get your little billionaire life rolling by getting yourself a $50 bonus bet from the TAB. Give me a call. You know how you get one of them. You take on Quizzy Dag. You take on the Izzy Master, on the, uh, the Iz Master, and you can win yourself a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Easy Give quiz. us a call. Easy quiz. 0800 It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800, 150, 811 now. Give it a go. Yeah, good morning. It is time for Quizzy Dag. And well, if you're listening to my intro, my little setup, I led you into two of the first three questions for Quizzy Dag. So I hope you're up and about. You've tuned in nice and early because it's time to get you paid. And maybe you can have a wee fill up today at Hastings or Saturday at Trapa. So here we go. We've got Tim from Christchurch on the show. Good morning, Timmy. How are we going, boys? Mate, we're going good. Horrible weather. Horrible weather. I'm over it. When's it going to turn, brother? When are we going to get some better weather? Oh, it's not too bad in town, mate. Oh. oh. Maybe I need to move to town. Too bloody expensive in me. I'll stay out here. <laughs> anyway, bud, we'll get you paid. We'll get you paid, eh? Good luck. Crypto. All right, mate. <laughs> crypto. We'll stay on the crypto. You into crypto? No, mate. No. <laughs> uh. I lose, I lose all, right, all my, all my money to the TAB, so I can't invest it. <laughs> Sweet as we'll get you a voucher. Here we go, mate. Which English fast bowler will miss the first Ashes test today? Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy Anderson. There you go. Question number two. Which All Black has just signed with the famous rappers Jay-Z's entertainment group Rock Nation? Uh, all black. Four. Um, Martin Onu. Three. No. Sorry, brother. Have a good day, Tim. We're going to get Alan and Fakatani. Morning, Al. Good morning. Uh, yes, was Alan, here we go. It was Adi Savia. 
Artie Savir making waves in the big smoke over in the States. Here we go. Question number three. What will the Auckland Huskies NBL team be known as next year? Five. Four. The Poodles? Three. The what? The Poodles. <laughs> oh, Alan. Oh, Alan. Oh, never mind. All good, brother. Have a good day, Al. Here we go. Simon. Good morning, Simon. Morning, boys. How are you? Going good, Si. Going good, brother. Question number three. What will the Auckland Huskies NBL team be known as next year? Uh, the Tasmanian, Tasmanian Huskies. No. No, not the Tasmanian Huskies. Sorry, Sight. We're going to go to David in Christchurch. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. i got no idea, mate. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass oh. it. Oh. oh, no. All good, mate. Sorry, Thanks for boy. being honest and not Googling it. Thank you. We're going to go to Anton. Anton. Good morning, Anton. What in it, bro? What in The Auckland Huskies NBL team will be known as what team next year? Uh, I'm pretty sure the Tuatara bought them, so hopefully it's the Auckland Tuatara. Yes, brother. Yes, you're on the money there. Well done. Question number four, Anton. Which Kiwi won the World Formula One Drivers' Championship in 1967? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Where's the skip off the clues? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, it rhymes with um, it rhymes with penny, um, penny. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce that last? Uh, it rhymes with penny. Um, Mom. <laughs> oh, penny mom. Five. Four. Five. Three. D home. Denny. Denny. Oh, what a miracle! Get him in, Get him in. Oi, We were. You're smart, mate. You're smart. You're on the money today. That's your last chance. Here we go. Question number five. <laughs> Question number five. White Fern, Susie Bates represent New Zealand at the Olympics in what other sport? Five. Four. Olympics? Three. Oh, Susie. Yeah, she went to no. Olympics in what other sport? Five. Four. Hockey? Three. Oh, Anton. Oh, Anton. No, it's oh. not hockey, brother. Thanks, bro. Nearly. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Pistol Pete. Hello. Hey, Pistol Pete, you're up, mate. Question number five. Susie Bates representing New Zealand at Olympics in what other sport? Um, not too sure, but I'm a big five. fan of the little master. Four. Maybe <laughs> football. Football, no. It's not football, sorry. Cheers, Pistol Pete. We're going to go to John from Upper Hutt. John. Um, Susie know, Bates. Have a, have a at archery. Oh, no. It's not archery. 
Sorry, John. Brenton. Hey, brother. Good morning, Brenton. Morning, Brenton. Susie morning, Bates, mate. representing New Zealand morning, Olympics mate. and what other sport? Morning, brother. Oh, I have a guess at basketball. Oh, that's oh. a guess. Brenton, <laughs> Brenton, <laughs> you love <laughs> timing this quiz to perfection, brother. <laughs> oh, it's been a Congratulations, bro. It's been a bit of... Hey. Cheers, bro. Uh -huh. Oh, is that another guess, mate? Awesome. Another hey. guess? It's good. <laughs> nah, nah, awesome. Uh, Over good to you, work, Brenton. Thank you. Yeah, good. Good job. That was Quizzy Dag, brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Of course, if you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. Search Ashley and Martin online. Plenty more coming up. Favourite part of the show coming up. It's Trudy's World. 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 Great intro and happy Wednesday. Two and a half weeks till Christmas. Yikes! And a good old traditional Christmas Yay. dinner is going to cost more this year. Oh, bugger. It's the price of Chrissy Day staples and they are going up. Lamb, turkey, ham, veggies, Christmas pav, pudding, all higher. Thanks, COVID. So a Chrissy meal for six costs about $94 now. So that's up 4% from last year. And I just wanted to say a massive happy birthday to Karen's mum, Kez, in the backs. Suzanne. Listener loves the show. She's talked to us. Oh. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Mama! Yeah, happy birthday, Susan. Have we got a happy birthday tune? Or Come something? on, kids. I think we should kids. all sing. Happy birthday. Just sing. Send yeah. Mama a message. <laughs> happy birthday, Mum. Love you. Thank you for uh, helping me do the quiz sometimes as well. Oh, <laughs> bless! Yes! <laughs> Love you, Mama. <laughs> Did she give you the Bathurst one? Wow, we're there. <laughs> 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 no, shot mum Absolute champion uh, Well, coming up after the break We're going to talk to Dylan Belcher Craving a McCafe about now So here's Trudy for the news for Kubota Together we're shaping and building music But coming up we're going to talk some basketball Some huge news coming out of ECNZ When, well, the station, the team Craig Hutchie Hutchie over in Australia Acquired the Otago Nuggets Showing our commitment to basketball. So there we go. We've got some big news. So SCNZ's commitment to basketball is a real one with acquiring the license of the Otago Nuggets. An exciting step forward for us. And of course, the Nuggets to our commitment might not be at the level of Dylan Belcher's though. The legendary Tall Black has given a lifetime to the sport as a player and an administrator. Earlier this year, he was named New Zealand new CEO of Basketball New Zealand, tasked with leading the organisation forward and a huge growth period for the game. Dylan is with us now for a week catch-up this morning. Good morning, Dylan, brother. Yeah, morning. How you doing? Doing good, mate. Doing good. How are you going? How's how's the new role treating you, mate? You, you got, you, you're all sorted with the new role, and how's it been treating you this year? Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been a whirlwind, I tell you. Trying to do it all um, from Auckland via <laughs> Zoom is not the ideal way to move into a new role and trying to do the handover that way, but... Uh, Aside from that, no, nah, it's all good and certainly looking forward to uh, being able to get down to head off some Wellington when uh, when the borders open back up. Mate, you applied your trade on the court. You left it all out there, blood and sweat, and you did it for many, many years. Was this always part of the journey? When you finished, you wanted to give back to basketball in some sort of way and was CEO straight to the top. Was that always part of the, 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 the journey as well? Yeah, I guess no, not really. Uh, to be honest, when I was a player, I kind of, 
I guess at the end of my career, I dabbled in, um, you know, selling corporate hospitality and stuff like that to kind of see, mm. you know, where I wanted to go and um, certainly had opportunities to go down the coaching path, which is a pretty natural progression from a player's perspective. Um, but I guess, you know, I had four children and I was like, did I really want to be, you know, travelling all around the world again as a coach and, and as a player? So you can mm. kind of control your destiny as a coach. You, you probably say you can to a certain degree, but you also rely on a a whole bunch of players to be able to execute your game plan and you know, and, and living day to day by uh, contracts and things like that didn't seem like the most secure way to, to uh, be able to drag four kids around the world. So I kind of thought you know the administration pathway is probably a more secure pathway for the family, and so I decided to go down that route, and, and here I am. Hey Dylan, it's Baz here, mate. So you, so you got the four kids. So what sort of what ages are they, and, and do they remember you on on the court, or is it sort of more now they just remember you as this business person? Yeah, I guess a good question. Uh, so about 20, 18, and, and I've got twins that are 11, so kind of had two and then had a bit of a break and then decided we'd go for one more, and bang, yeah, come two. So um, <laughs> the younger ones, yeah. yeah. Believe me, it's a, it's a big change when you, you go from two to four. Um, and anyone with four kids will probably agree. But then you add twins to that mix and it, it changes it as well. So, um, But no, the, the, the older two remember um, remember me probably in my, in my breakers years. The younger ones probably, you know, just at the latter part of my career. But, you know, they're probably a bit young to actually take it all in. So, you know, that's, uh, right now they, they probably know me as dad the administrator rather than dad the player. Are they into basketball? They like do they go along and watch watch games, and they they like the sport. Yeah, absolutely. So they they love it. Um, they all, all four of them play it. Um, uh, the two younger ones, or the three younger ones, actually all play. You know, multi sports. Whereas my older one, my son, one son and three girls. The oldest son, he he focused on basketball from a young age and still playing it. And uh, the younger three are pretty much multi sporters. They're into everything and anything going really. <laughs> oh, awesome. Nice, brother. Nice. 20 year old. Ooh. They're getting up there, mate. They'll be testing you. They'll be testing you daily, mate. Hey, um, let's talk to you about basketball in New Zealand uh, as a you know, as an organisation, as a sport in New Zealand. How's, how's the growth been? Have you been very impressed with how it's coming from the younger generation? Is it transitioning into the top organisations around the NBLs, just starting the breakers? How is basketball New Zealand tracking at the moment? Yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really strong place, and we've got a lot of a lot of numbers playing the game. And we just we're just trying to ensure we've got you know clear pathways for all these um, you know young ones that are that are embarking on the game and and being able to make sure we've got everything covered from um, you know male female disability. Um, you know, make sure we're we've, we've got all those. Uh, you know, anyone who wants to play basketball has got an opportunity to play right up to. You know, we've got we've got some really successful walking basketball programs for. You know, we've got a couple of 90-plus-year-olds playing oh, nice. walking basketball as well. So, you know, it's one of those sports you literally can play from, from five years old right up to, um, to you know, 95, depending on, you know, your abilities and, and, and capabilities. So we, we want our sport to be known as, you know, a really inclusive sport and um, that no one gets left behind, that it's affordable, that it's, you know, all those things that are, that are really important. Um, are we there yet? No, not on all those fronts, but that's certainly the goal was to get there and, and make sure we're able to do that. No. Still and I love basketball, mate, but I always had a problem that the hoop was just a little bit high. So hopefully you've got a little, you've got a little competition there where you can just drop the hoop a little bit for us, sort of four foot nothing fellas at some stage. Mate, I want to talk to you about this uh, uh, a sport which I loved watching um, through the Olympics, and, and that's three x three basketball. I found it fascinating, and of course now 
you know, it's going to be at the Com Games. It's pretty exciting that our New Zealand side is going to be over there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. It's kind of, uh, I guess, uh, um, for a lot of the people at home listening, it's it's the it's the sevens version of basketball. So you know, so you only need three to play it, um, and then you know, you obviously a great opportunity to to touch the ball. Cause a lot of sports when you when you maybe uh, there's four really good players than yourself, and you and you're not as good as them, you probably don't touch the ball as much. And you know, in three x three, you've got to use everyone because they're using you know basically a, a kind of a third of the court and. You know, you move the ball around and you've got to shoot the ball so quickly. Um, different shot clocks and things. It's a faster game. It's a more physical game. Uh, we're seeing more and more players uh, starting to really focus on this side of the game. And uh, probably a lot like sevens, these guys who will be specialists, 3x3 players. And there already is and there will be in the future as well. But what an awesome opportunity uh, for us to be able to you know, go to the Commonwealth Games for a 3x3 format. And you know, certainly... You know, I'm excited for the future of the sport because it's, I can see more and more of our young, like I say, younger generation love mm-hmm. the game. Our numbers are just in the 3x3 space going through the roof. So uh, we're going to see more and more specialist 3x3 players coming through as the, as the years go on. It's sort of like a kind of pick-up basketball, isn't it? And it's, and it's really it's a T20 sort of version of basketball as well with the, the music and the physicality and, and the personalities. It, it, to me, it just looks like the perfect sport to be able to really commercialise and and, uh, and and grow franchise type of of, uh, of basketball. Is that on the radar for for you as uh, as the big cheese at, at uh, New Zealand basketball? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, our thing is about growth. We need so the how the three x three system works globally is um, through FIBA is you get points for tournaments. So the more you play, the more points you get, which helps you qualify. And you know, for us, we've qualified as number one in both men and women out of out of Oceania, uh, out of Asia. Uh, so for us, we were certainly certainly really proud of that, and um, that was through just our you know the, our determination to run tournaments and be able to you know host games and things like that. So you're right, it, it's, it's it is almost like the party side of the sport, which I think is why kids love it. You know, it's, it's, you've got the beats playing in the background, you, you know, it's fast, it's physical, it's um, but it's also you you can. Because the points, you know, for a, a normal game, a three-pointer and a two-pointer, there's only one point difference. And, um, you know, for us, when you're playing 3x3, the, it's double the points, basically, for a three-pointer. So you only get one for a normal shot and then two for a three-pointer. So it's actually, you know, you, when you're going up in twos, you can get right back in a game really quickly. Um, so you're seeing it's really focused on shooting. And, you know, we're hoping that this will really help our, our kids develop their shooting and, and become better three-point shooters because... That's how the game is played in the 3x3 space. It's basically you're either dunking it or you're shooting a three. And for those that can't dunk it, like you were talking about before, um, you, know, you take the easy layup and you can get back on D. So that's uh, an exciting sport. Um, and we're, we're certainly uh, looking to introduce more and more tournaments through every age group from community right through to, to the high performance side of things. Yeah, I think it's got a huge growth, huge upside. I think it's going to be go off if someone picks it up and creates a little IPL, little competition around the world. Get the big names going on the draft. There's something. Let's get a franchise. franchise. Yeah, right. Yep, Otago Nuggets. A little three on three. How good? Yeah, Hachi. Hey, um, quickly before we let you go, Dylan. Um, what about the breakers, mate? Have you been quite involved, heavily involved with the situation over in Australia? Obviously. COVID has uh, affected the start and, and a lot of the you know, coach, obviously Dan Amir got COVID, Matt Walsh got COVID, a couple of players. Have you been involved with the talks to try and 
um, you know, get through that solution. I know they played their game on the weekend, but how have they been going over there and, and, and give us a wee update and uh, the breakers? Yeah, still still really close with a lot of the a lot of the players and a lot of the staff. So you know, keeping regular tabs on what they're doing, but um, not don't have a lot to do with the day to day running um, and that side of it. So you know, so breakers kind of sits, I guess, outside of uh, basketball New Zealand. But however, uh, nevertheless, you know, it's, I'm still got a passion for for the breakers and still want to see them do well. And I just they can they can never catch a break when they're bloody over there. It's uh, you know, they, it's tough enough what they're having to do and. You know, they're backing it up after doing it all last year and, and staying in Australia, and you know, it's just it's just tough. And then they go, and now they've got to deal with the, the COVID situation. But that's, I think, it's inevitable. Um, we're going to see it in a lot of sport. That these, you know, even though sport is going to get back on its feet and, and continue on, we're still going to see these disruptions of, you know, players in every sport are going to start picking up, you know, COVID, and it's just you know, how we manage it, how we deal with it, and um, how they. You know how the medical teams can get them back back on the court um, as safely as possible. So it's a it's a risky one because it's still such an unknown variant um, of of how it affects everyone, and obviously it does have an impact on everyone differently. So uh, vaccinated or non-vaccinated. So it's it's a really interesting space we're working in now, and gives the medical teams even more to to worry about when they're going on tour and things like that. And I'm, you know, I'm sure you know, like the, with the with the cricketers going over to places like India and places like that. You know, it's, and we're going to be the same with a lot of our tournaments are played up through Asia. So uh, we've got different opportunities to be able to um, you know have to go up in some pretty strict protocols and things like that. And just just pick up on something you mentioned there about vaccinated, unvaccinated. As as a, the boss at New Zealand Basketball, has, has that been an issue that you've had to to deal with, or has it sort of been been pretty straightforward? We haven't had to tackle anything head-on just yet because all of our basically all of the tournaments um, due to the um, due to the mandates and stuff have been cancelled for 2021. So our first tournaments coming up in 2022. But as basketball is predominantly an inside-played sport, uh, a lot of our, a lot of our um, tournaments are mandated by the venues. So um, we we pretty much just follow protocols from a venue perspective. Uh, but in saying that, we we certainly um, are going to be providing our Associations with recommendations on the, on the vaccine things that we haven't we haven't provided that to them yet. We've certainly had a lot of conversations with Sport New Zealand and our associations about what is best for our sport. Um, but obviously, with the new traffic light system coming in, it's becoming inevitable um, that vaccine passes are required just about just about New Zealand wide in, in most venues. Uh, so it's, uh, it's I guess it's essentially uh, for us it's, uh, being able to follow those protocols and make sure that we're doing everything we can to. So, like I said, like I said, you're really making our sports still a, a fair, inclusive sport. Yeah, nice, mate. Big decision, sport, and wow, the world is a constantly changing climate, mate. We really appreciate your time on the show, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Dylan Boucher, CEO of New Zealand Basketball, mate. Uh, loved your work on the court, and I'm sure you're going to do great things off it as well with Basketball New Zealand. Thank you so much for your time, brother. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, and keep up the great work. Yeah, awesome. Man. Awesome. Great to chat there to Dylan Belcher and obviously some exciting news with the NBL as well. Bears with ECNZ acquiring the Otago Nuggets and then the Tuataras um, taking over the Huskies in the baseball world and the baseball you know, Auckland Tuataras are a great outfit up there. So there's some ever-changing climate and I think it's going to do great things. And we could just see the NBL over in Australia. Um, the, the basketball competition over in Australia, how big it is, and the big players. You got to think. Like last year, they had Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball playing um, over in Australia, and now he's probably the biggest name in the NBA at the moment.
biggest name in the NBA carving up. So it's a great pathway. Hopefully we can get some form, you know, potential NBA players coming and playing New Zealand uh, for our NBA NBL size. Maybe the Otago Nuggets, mate. And what are you? You're the what were you? The coach. You're the coach. I'm the mascot, and I'm the I'm the um, the ground announcer. So we'll get down there and fly <laughs> our trade for the SCNZ. <laughs> Otago Nuggets, eh? Well, anyway, we're coming up. We're going to get some Ashes predictions from our skipper, Baz McCullum. He's all over this Ashes competition that starts tonight. Looking forward to watching that. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. ECNZ. 24 minutes past seven here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call any time on the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 150811 and keep sending those texts through as well, double eight, double three. Well, it was good to talk to Dylan Boucher, man who did great things on the court and can hear that he is very passionate and, and highly involved in what is happening there. As his role as CEO of New Zealand Basketball, I'm sure he's going to take the sport and grow it. It is a fast-developing sport. 3x3 basketball is also a big part of that. That's great news for for New Zealand if uh, they're going to be involved in the Commonwealth Games. We've got a text here from Mark on that subject. Good, uh, good morning, Trudy and lads. Sorry to hear about your horse bears. No good. Thank you, Mark. On a brighter note, I saw on the news that New Zealand will have a 3x3 basketball team at the Commonwealth Games. What are your thoughts on this as I know how much you love it? Thanks, Mark. Yes, we do love 3x3 basketball here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's been a hot topic for a number of months. And I think Izzy nailed it when he said, let's get the Otago Nuggets franchise and we'll run with it. We'll make it great. We'll turn it into a big beast and then we'll invest in crypto. So, <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um, right, let's, uh, should we chat a little bit of um, Ashes? We've got Rob Key coming up later on in the show, who is, of course, former England player, but also now a highly respected pundit and, uh, and commentator around or over there for Sky Sports in the UK. He's a wonderful man. Loves his golf too, is. Loves his golf, mate. So we'll, we'll look forward to chatting to him as well. Uh, just, I noticed overnight, mate, that um, obviously Australia named their side. Their side will be David Warner, Marcus Harris, Manus Labashane, Steve Smith, Travis Head, Cameron Green, um, Alex Kerry, Pat Cummins, Skipper, Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark, and Nathan Lyon. Well, England have named a 12. James Anderson was ruled out um, yesterday with a, a calf injury, but then proceeded to bowl 45 minutes at high intensity in the net. So that I found that a little interesting. But their 12 that they've named mm. is Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root, Pope, Stokes, Butler, Wokes, Wood, Broad, Robinson, and Leach. So to me, they, oh, I think they would, well, if I was them, I would go and um, I would leave a bowler out of that lineup. I'd make sure that they played the extra batsman. I look at both these lineups, mate, and I think the bowling of both these sides is stronger than the batting, um, which is it's mm. hard to say that when you look at the Australian lineup and they've got Davey Warner, Marnus Lovashane, and Steve Smith in their top four. But just based on the green nature of that Gava surface, um, mm. I think you know the bowling of both sides is is probably the strong point. So. Yeah, I'd say the first test match, um, a lot could happen in the first the first day, um, and then things might sort of things might just calm down a little bit after that. 
Um, Australia very difficult to to beat in their own conditions, and, and England have struggled over there as well. And the Gab has just been an absolute graveyard for for touring teams. Last year, of course, Virat Kohli's men they didn't start at the Gabba. They started in a different location, and then they went on to win that series. But normally, what the Aussies do, they put you in there at the Gabba. They get the ball fizzing past your ears with good pace and good bounce. You sort of you, you take a little while to to catch up, find yourself one down in the series, and then all the media pile on you, all the crowd pile on you. And all the batters just make hay, and it just becomes a, a almost impossible task to try and take them down over there. So it'll be the big thing for England will be to try and get a result at the Gabba, and it might not necessarily be a win. Even if they're able to draw at the Gabba, then their chances in the series um, go up dramatically. So fascinating contest, mate. I'd expect, and I heard um, Ian Healy on um, Smitty's show mm. the other day, and, and Hill said that, you know, nine times out of ten in Australia as the captain, you win the toss, you go bat. And then the tenth time, yep. you think about you think about bowling, but you bat anyway. But he felt that on this surface, um, that they may just look to bowl first because it, it's been raining a lot over there and it's very green. So that'll be fascinating to see when the coin goes up later on today and it'll be great to get Rob Key's thoughts on it as well. Have you had a little bit of a look, mate? Had a bit of a look through the, the side? Well, I was just listening to Ian Healy's comments, mate. And, and it's always the... the the thought, you know, every match is decided by the toss. So you get a feeling this match is going to be decided by the toss as well. Obviously, bowling, the weather, it's been stormy. It's going to be a bit green. So the toss, you win the toss, you win the match, you reckon? Um, not quite as much as in India, but I think yeah. it will go. It should, it, it should certainly give you a lot of assistance if you're able to win the toss here, if it's as green as what they're saying. One thing I will say, though, about that Gabba, mate, like, it's green. But then it flattens out quick. If you get that baking mm. Queensland sun, then it flattens out real quick. So if you haven't made use of the first sort of couple of hours with the ball in hand, then, gee, you can be in for a long old stint with uh, in the field chasing a bit of leather, which is what we found a few years back as well. So, yeah, it's it'll be interesting just to see what happens and fascinating to see. Ben Stokes is a big player for me for, for England because he's so solid in that middle order. He's got that X factor. And um, if, if the top order are able to give him any sort of platform, Stokes and Butler combined in that middle order could be quite dynamic and, and put a tired Australian bowling lineup to the sword. And conversely, on the other side, for me, it's Manus Lubbershane and Steve Smith with David Warner. Well, I think, it's, I think this is tactical, Bez. I think this is tactical, what they're doing for Jimmy Anderson. I know we're going to get off to Trudy in the news, but tactically, I was reading some stats about him his poorest stats are at Brisbane and are at Perth, bowling stats. So he doesn't fare well there. Whereas you go to Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide, he's 16 for 29.5, 13 at 24.23 and 14 at 29 too. So he fares better Ooh. at other places. So I think tactically, tactically he's going to do a lot better at those other places. So tactically they're doing something here, Baz. So there you go. They're playing little mind Ooh. games. They are the English already nice. getting in their That's heads, brother. Oi, train spotter Dag, how good! That's a lovely little pickup. That so you reckon they've left them out on purpose? But love it, yeah. absolutely love it. Of yeah. course, we've we've got here on SNZ as well. We've got the Boxing Day and New Year's Day test commentary, so I look forward to listening to that as well. But uh, for now, it's it's time for us to go to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
27 minutes away from 8am. Thank you, Trudy, with the news for Kubota. 0800 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Give us a call. You want to talk ashes, you want to talk basketball, the lot. We would love to hear from you. As the guys have been saying, Jimmy Anderson is out of the ashes opener as they are preferring just to hold him back. They're saying he's not injured. That's the official line. He's not injured. They are just being precautious. It's a long series. Love that. And another cricketing uh, sports news and injury news. We talked about it yesterday, but it looks like the soonest Kane Williamson's going to be back playing cricket would be the South African two-test series, which isn't until, what's that, March, I think. So he's going to have... 10 weeks off. This elbow injury has been one that's really bad. And Gary Stead fronted media and he was pretty frank. He said, look, he's going okay, um, but it's not great. And it's really, he's in a bit of pain. He thinks surgery is going to be unlikely just because of the nature of the injury, but he really does have to uh, rehab this tendon to get it back. So we're not going to have Kane Williamson for the Bangladesh series. And yeah, he's going to miss a whole home summer of cricket until we get to South Africa. And we'll just watch that and try to update you because obviously we all want him out there. But longevity, just like Jimmy Anderson, is pertinent when it comes to Kane Williamson Baz because we don't want his career cut short by injury. That would just be a huge travesty, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely would. I hope his um, arm's okay to surf though because he's going to be doing a lot of surfing over the next couple of months up there in the mount. <laughs> it's as he uh, as he spends a bit of time with his family as well. He's got a young baby too, so I look forward to catching up with Kane. But it's going to be a fascinating little period in New Zealand cricket as well because without him there, I mean, he is the leader. He is nominal uno when it comes to uh, the pecking order of New Zealand cricket, and that's across all formats. You take him out, and others are going to have to step up. Look to some Tim Southey, look to Tom Latham, and another man who's in that leadership group or who's you know, been around um, that team for a long time is Ross Taylor, and he's, of course, under a little bit of pressure. And some of the comments from Gary Stead there as well um, today were uh, were interesting around Ross Taylor. But, look, I'm sure he'll he'll play the series back here in uh, in New Zealand against Bangladesh, and, and he'll certainly get all the opportunity to try and rectify the form issue that he, uh, he has run into. He's a world-class player, and he deserves that opportunity as well. Hey, we're going to get to a call. We've got uh, Tommy from South Perth on the line. He wants to talk a little bit about the Ashes. Tommy, are you there? I'm here, boys. How are you going? Thanks for waiting, hey, mate. Tommy. What do you got for us? Yes. So, it's okay. It's only an international phone call. Only been here for half an hour. <laughs> talk to your producer. I'll send you the bill. That's <laughs> right. You must be invested in crypto. No worries. Is Israel Dag? Yep. Yes, you are. Hey, bud. Is he is he is he under the highball, Israel Dad? Yep. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No. Just uh, one of uh, we've lost our test match over here in Perth, so we're a bit disappointed. Um, yeah. But uh, the whole point is, uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, the uh, COVID stuff. I mean, seriously, Perth has never ever had the fifth test. In its life, mm. right? So uh, they gave us the fifth yep. test because New South Wales was sick, sick of getting the dummy one. So uh, anyway, they gave us the fifth test, and and uh, from 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 that point on, uh, we, we were stuffed basically. Uh, the uh, and then uh, where it should go would probably be to Hobart, uh, 
but uh, they won't send it to Hobart. They're actually uh, uh, putting it out to tender Cricket Australia. I mean, how would you like to be employed by them? Gee whiz. Because uh, <laughs> the uh, because Cricket Tasmania gave uh, Cricket Australia the greatest bake of all time for uh, not sticking up for Tim Payne, uh, so they won't be getting it. So it's going to be the MCG, fellas, so I can give you the tip. Oh, you're a good man. Tommy, we appreciate your call, mate. You've certainly raised a couple of interesting points there, which we're going to ask our listeners out there as well to try and pick up on. But we appreciate you taking the time and spending some of that Aussie dollars on our phone call, mate. And uh, thanks no, for, okay. for calling you, into Baz and Izzy. Three, here, so I, so I, just, I didn't have anything else, else better to do, boys. <laughs> ah, good man. <laughs> Enjoy the ashes. Enjoy the ashes. Good luck. Champion, brother. <laughs> It was Tommy from South Perth. Good on him for calling in. That's yeah, yeah. nice work. Interesting points. We're going to pick up on some of those a little bit later because some of it he may not be too far off the mark there is just quietly. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll, mm. we'll discuss that a little bit later on. But for now, we're going to get off to a quick break. We're going to come back on the other side with Bill Tuloma. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 7.44 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're coming up to the 8 o'clock hour. And then Smithy's up just after 9 o'clock. But now give us a call on the Kennards High phone line anytime. 0800 150 811 or give us a text. We've got a few texts coming through on the text line. Double eight double three. Well. I spoke about it a bit earlier. The MLS final, the football final, is happening. Portland Timbers versus New York City FC. And we have one of our own over there in America playing in the big smoke. It's about time we talk some football. Bears and Izzy. Right, this year has been a great one for New Zealand football with many of our young talents thriving on the world stage while most of them are plying their trade in Europe. Bill Tuiluma has achieved great success in the United States. His team, the Portland Timbers, are close to completing a dream run in the MLS playoffs after punching their ticket to the grand final with an impressive win on Sunday against Real Salt Lake. They now go on to face New York City FC in front of a home crowd. Bill joins us now as he gets set for what should be an epic game. He's on the line right now. Bill Tuiluma, how are you, brother? Yeah, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, good. Hey, tell us about this dream run. Fourth seed, you've tipped over. Oh, man. It's, in, the, uh, in the comp, and now you got a home final. Tell us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's really good. I'm really excited. You know, the whole team, the whole staff, uh, the people behind the scenes. We just, you know, everyone's worked so hard to get us to this to the spot right here to have it at home. This is actually my first this is actually my first home final in my career. So I'm very stoked and um you know we we said from the start of this uh, of the season that we were, this team's gonna do something special and you know winning winning the uh Western Cup uh conference final against uh, Salt Lake at home as well. It was um you know it was a good achievement to get and now we got one more game and you know the players are all focused and um, getting getting training done and getting what we need to prepare for ourselves for the game. Tell, tell us, when you're fourth seed and you're heading into the playoffs, what were the messages from, from the leaders, from the coaching group, when you know you've got your backs against the wall, you've got to head away and potentially you know, beat, beat yeah. the top sides and you've done that? What were, what were the messages and, and 
from the from the group and the leaders and the coaches and um it was just it was just being focused you know being calm uh, you know we you know getting that fourth place was uh, very important to to have our first game at home to you know play Minnesota um, winning that as well at home it was just a it was a big it was a big win and then um, going away to uh, Colorado which is not easy uh, to get a win there we got there you know we just um, you know, we stayed focused. Uh, so we took each game. We took it as a cup final. You know, we treated it as a cup final, and you know, we treated it as like you know, it's our last game. We're gonna you know, leave it all on the pitch, and uh, for us to do that uh, for these uh, the three games, and then now we've got the MLS Cup final at home, which is you know, it's, uh, it's crazy, it's wild, and you know, we're all just uh, very excited, but at the same time, we are very focused and you know, focusing on what we need to do on the field, and you know. Also, getting help from the physios and what we need to get um, to get ourselves to be in the best position to be ready for Saturday. Yeah, nice, bro. Nice, bro. And that's what finals footy is about. You've done all the work. It's all about mental and getting the body right for this week. Yeah, mate, for tell sure, us about yeah. the support in Portland, mate. What's the week going to be like for Portland fans? For you, Portland oh. fans? The <laughs> are, are they Are they crazy mad, brother? And come, come the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, even the Western Cup final, the uh, fans were unreal. Uh, knowing when I first got here, I had no idea what, uh, you know, what what's the fan base going to be like. I had, you know, as soon as I got here, I felt that, okay, this is a this is a uh, soccer city. The, the fans are very passionate and they're much behind the team. They're like a top player in the field. But um, the fans are all excited, I can tell. Um, I've... I, I believe it's you know the tickets gonna be all sold out in less than 24 hours soon. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know the fans are very excited, and we also can't wait you know, to have to host the MLS Cup final at your home home soil. Is uh, you know you can't you can't beat that. <laughs> mate, it's gonna be an epic battle. I'm looking forward to it, mate. And t- tell us about the MLS. The MLS as a, as a league. I've seen it grow from year to year. Yeah. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a lot of traction now. Do you feel like it's a one of the major uh, soccer leagues going around around the world at the moment. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's still growing, um, which is which is good. Getting more teams, and um, I think uh, Charlotte uh, Charlotte FC are coming in uh, next year, which is uh, for the East side, which is pretty good. You know, the more teams that we have, the more attraction that you know players are going to be looking in the states, and you know, and you know, say that oh well, the MLS is you know is growing and it's becoming a popular sport in America, which is good. You know, it's. Uh, you know, we, people know these basketball, these baseball, and you know, these ice hockey, NFL. Got all these sports to compete with here in America, but um, but football is coming up very quick. Yeah, but I've seen its growth. I've seen a couple of stars hidden over there. People buying teams and yeah. and things. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's been growing, and I think it's going to become an actual general pathway for yeah. major soccer yeah. players around the world to actually. Apply their trade. Um, let, let's talk about this this week. How does this trip? How are you going to be uh, approaching this trip? Dif- uh, this final differently to 2018. I know you're part of the team in 2018. Uh, when yeah. you lost the final, your runners up. What's the difference? What's something different you're going to do this week to hopefully you can get the get the trip? Um, I think, yeah, I think you know we like I said before, just stay focused. Um, you know. Mm. Um, especially at home, you know, it's. Uh, I know it's going to be exciting. I know it's going to be, you know, some, you know, crazy fans out there. It's, uh, you know, you just need to stay, stay calm, uh, focus on ourselves, uh, focus on the team, 
You know, don't worry about anything else that's going outside outside of, of the team. You know, we just focus. We've got a 90-plus 90, 90 minute game. And, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully score, um, you know, four, four early goals and then, um, you know, play out the whole game and, and lift up the trophy. So, you know, that's down to us and we need to stay calm and stay composed, uh, focus on ourselves, focus on the team to, uh, to prepare us, uh, put ourselves in the best position to uh, go off and play against uh, New York FC. You know, they are, they are a good team. Um, and we, uh, we're going to take this week, um, you know, take it day by day, have, uh, you know, video sessions and, you know, scout, scout our New York FC as they would do, do the same for us. So, yeah, just staying, staying focused and staying calm, uh, focusing on the team, focusing on us. I can hear it in your voice, brother. You're really focused. You're really focused. I know you want to get yeah. to yeah. celebrate and maybe get a drink sure. out of there. Yeah. But um, how are you doing, man? I know, how's yeah. How you been How's the body? I know you had a little leg in Doing there. great, you yeah. You all white strips in UAE. Yeah. How you been progressing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, you know, body's healthy and uh, you know, getting prepared for this uh, this weekend. It's going to be an exciting time. Um, but yeah, wish, uh, wish the family could come out here. Uh, but again, for the... The COVID protocols, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of difficult, but it's all good. They're, they're my heart and the whole of New Zealand as well. So, yeah. Hey, you left at such a young age. A lot of Kiwis never really got to see Will Tuiluma in flesh. Are you coming home any time soon? Are you going to be home for Christmas? When, when's Bill coming? Um, yeah, well, um, uh, we'll have to see after this, after the, after the game, and then uh, figure out what's, uh, what's the plan. But, yeah, we'll see. Ooh, he's keeping a tight lip. He's going to surprise mum and dad eh, in the family, so he doesn't want yeah, to get it out of Yeah, I can't, I, I, you know, I can't, yeah, you know. Don't want to put out any clues out there. <laughs> all, right. all right, brother. Well, we really appreciate your time on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Um, keep going Appreciate well. it, guys. And I wish you and the team, Portland Timbers, all the best this weekend. Go out there, give it all. Cheers, guys. Focus, like you've said, and uh, hopefully we can catch you back in New Zealand soon, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. There you go, that's Bill Tuiluma for the Portland Timbers. He's got the MLS final, they're taking on New York City FC. He's doing big things, left at a young age, and good to see him being successful on the world stage, representing flying the flag with proudness. He's uh, doing great things. So hopefully we can get him on next week and celebrate a win. But that was Bill Tuiluma. We'll be back shortly after a wee little break. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ 7.58 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was Bill Tuiluma. Great to chat to him. He is in the Portland Timbers and they're in the MLS final taking on New York FC. And wow, it's actually a competition that is growing every single year and a lot of players, a lot of former players, superstars of the great game that is football are heading over and playing it. I know David Beckham's bought Miami. Uh, FC team, and then there's, I think, I think some Jamie Vardy's bought a team as well. So it's great. It's a growing sport, and I think it's a real genuine pathway. But coming up after the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Rob Key. Rob Key, former cricketer for the England cricket team, and, well, we're going to chat a bit of Ashes as well. So make sure you flick, flick us a text. If you've got any questions for Rob Key about the Ashes, make sure you, you flip them through on double eight double three. Anything, any questions, what do you want to see? What are you hoping? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's coming out on top? I'm going for England as well. (laughs) We love it better. Well, it's a tough one. England, Australia, 
love our neighbours. They are a big part of our show. Sam Thompson over there is struggling a wee bit today. I hope you're feeling better. Get yourself sorted. You'll be churning in, but anyway, coming up on the show, we've got Rob Key. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. Right now, I've got mine. But here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building news. Stock up for Christmas at Chemist Warehouse. Find Ralph Lauren Polo Red 75ml for just $79.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Wednesday, the 8th of December. We're just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I've got Tilly in here on my little studio she's watching a wee show so hopefully she doesn't pipe up like the other day when she lost the plot on the airways that was an ideal but she's promised me i'll be quiet daddy i promise i'll be quiet i promise so she's in here forgive me if she starts screaming anyway coming up we've had a good show actually we've had a good show we've talked to bill tuiloma and bill plays for the mls portland timbers and they're hosting the new uh the final this weekend it was great to chat to him about what he's getting up to over there, what he's been up to, and he's just come back from injury, and he's in a final, in the big smoke, and that's why you play sport, you want to get the rewards at the end, so if you've missed that, make sure you head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on the SNZ podcast, and uh, on the SNZ app, and you'll get our podcast, and all of our interviews are on there, if you've missed any of our interviews with all our uh, amazing guests, make sure you head over and you can listen to those anytime, anywhere. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up, we're going to talk to Royden Burgesson. He's a leading trainer, and he'll no doubt have plenty, plenty to say. Trains a promising filly, Wolverine, that was rent to race in, at Trentham over the weekend against Baz's old horse, Kana. But it's not racing. It's going to race this weekend in Tarapa. So we're going to have a chat to him at about 8.40. So like I said, if you've got any texts regarding the Ashes, who are you supporting? Who's going to win? What are you hoping to see? We love a little bit of a controversy. We see some bit of hype, you know. There's a lot of sledging involved in these Ashes competitions, and I love it. I love it. Seeing England and Australia go at it and really pushing the boundaries. So give us a text on the text line with your thoughts. Double eight, double three. We're going to talk a bit of Ashes and cricket very, very shortly. And I've got a tip here, Baz. Got a tip here mm-hmm. for race three today at Hastings. Number five. Flirta, Flirta. Lisa Allpress is, is riding. Lisa Allpress is riding, trained by Jim Collett. It's uh, first up, hasn't had a run. Making its debut, had three trials for a win and a placing. Seven bucks on the fixed odds, $21.30 on the, on the tote. And that is from one of our listeners. So there you go, maybe a lead into a wee tip there, bud. Mm. Interesting. Well, you won't be... Uh you're not going to be punting, are you? No, I'm back. I'm back. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> Flirter, eh? Interesting. Yeah. All right. I just got to write. I think I might have given the boys the wrong number for old, old Robbie Key over there. Hang on a minute. No worries. Make sure I see No that. worries, bud. Oh, well, that's a bit of a shame. I'm really Hat looking forward there. to They're all um, wicket-keeping fingers, you know? <laughs> It's all good, mate. I'm really looking forward to um, watching the Sashes and, and the competition. And we had that caller from South Perth as well, and he's up real early. 2.40 a.m. he was calling in, so we really appreciate your support over there in Perth and getting up nice and early to listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But he spoke about the, the series. So the first match is in Brisbane, second's in Adelaide, third's in 
Melbourne, the fourth is in Sydney, and then the fifth was meant to be in Perth. Um, obviously, that's been cancelled and have, hasn't eventuated. We don't know where that match is going to be held. But then he had a very interesting um, kind of comments from that, mate, talking about Hobart and that potentially giving it to Hobart. But then obviously what's going on with Tasmanian cricket board coming out openly abusing Australian cricket about the handling of Tim Payne. So that's going to go up to tender. That fifth match, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Who, who's favourites to host that potentially? Um, hey, Izzy, I don't... He seemed to think Melbourne was right in the mix. I, I wish they would have yeah. odds on this sort of thing because I know it gets quite political. It can it can get quite political and they all mm. want to do it. And I know you're not punting, but I, I tell you, one of the beauties of the Ashes is trying to work out how to make a buck. And <laughs> I know Paul Mawadi will be all over this and they'll be running promotions. What do you reckon? England, the first test to start with an upset, $5.15. Just back the lads on the touring party in to get a result without Jimmy Anderson up against it. What do you reckon? $1.83 for Australia, $2.75. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, if they were going to nick the series, you'd think they might have to come out and get one of the early ones, wouldn't they? So are they a chance at those odds? Oh, always a chance. Always a chance. You never ever write anyone off. But look, I think Australia in that first test at home in Brisbane, and, and there's a reason why they take teams there because they know how difficult it is for touring sides to go there and actually get a result. So they've done it tactically. Um, but you know, r- history is made to be broken, and, and history is made to be, you know, um, changed. So. England will be going there with a positive mindset and there's no better way than tipping up a team and getting them real early when they least expect it, you know? When the, when you hit them on the nose early, they've got a good chance. So $2.70, their back's against it, but never put it past. I'm going for England. I already came out yesterday and said I want England to win and I want them to, to carry on the Ashes. I've just got vivid memories of KP and Flintoff back in England when they were holding the Ashes and they were a bit worse for wear. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking them to, to get up. I know it's going to be a, a pretty even-out match series. Um, I don't think it's going to be a whitewash, but I think England will will push this Australian side and potentially win the series towards the end. Um, so looking forward to chatting to Rob Key. We're just having a few things. We're trying to get him on the line. Um, he's a busy man, hard man to get a hold of, old Rob Key, but that's okay. Give us a call on the Kenna's Hyatt phone line, 0800 150 811, if you want to talk about a cricket. With myself, all bears, and we'll get you there. We'll get you. Who you picking? Who you supporting? Give us a text, double eight, double three, and let us know on the text line or the Kenatai phone line. Yeah. So the there number is the number that uh, the number that Rob gave me. It could actually just be his golf scores. If you go through it, and <laughs> he parred the first, he parred the second, yeah. he tripled the third. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what's probably happened. He's probably actually at the golf club and maybe his phone's sort of run out of run out of juice or something. But it doesn't yeah, seem like yeah. it's it's working. But we'll hopefully get him on anyway. We'll keep trying the team out there in the kitchen. They'll keep keep cracking away trying to trying to get the code, unlock the uh Oh, that's a bad dad joke, isn't it? Try and find the key. That's makes no sense. Well bears. Um we, we, anyway, we the ashes we don't need mate. We don't need, like, obviously, the Ashes is part of England and Australia, but you've played at Brisbane. You've played at Brisbane at the Gabba. Tell us about the challenges. 
of the GABA and what it presents. I know you spoke to us about the Lords, how it's on a bit of an angle. You know, there's those little factors that not many people will know about. And it's a special, special place to play. The GABA is one of those places. But tell us about the GABA. What is the GABA and what makes it so u- unique and a tough place to go and win? Yeah, well, I played a lot of cricket at the Gabba, actually, because I spent the uh, best mm. part of sort of 10 years involved with um, the Brisbane Heat, so that was our home ground. The Gabba, it's got, it's got good pace, it's got good bounce. The bounce and the pace have gone out of the wicket a little bit of late, and it's slowed up the last few years. Um, it's always been a pretty good place to bat in short version cricket, but has been quite difficult early on in, in test cricket. The boundaries short are reasonably straight, and the ones square of the wicket are quite big. Um, but it's yeah, it's a it's a ground which, if you don't mind bounce, and you're able to access square of the wicket, and you and you play the hook shot or pull shot and and cut shot well, then you can score runs yep. and you can score at a decent rate as well. Um, yeah, I find it. I love the ground. I've got immense amount of. Um, uh, affection for it. I spent a lot of good times there, and and was able to play a lot of a lot of cricket there. So, I saw Chris Lynn hit one. I was batting at the non-strikers end. He hit, hit one out of the gabber, mate. Now, to put that in context, like it's the stadium, it, it's a huge like the roof is high at the gabber. It's a big sort of ring roof, and he's hit one at the top of the bounce. Absolutely pumped it. And this was when the big bash was really flying. Eh? Like this is when full houses, we had the light shows, and oh, it was just absolutely dominating. And he's just put one out the back, over the top of the the gabber stand, into the nets, right out the back where the car park is. I saw it later on that night when we left. As we're walking out, I was like, Lenny, that's your ball up there, mate. The one that you just hit Tatey for. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. I said, Yeah, yeah, no worries, Bash. I said, I'll look after you, mate. I was like, Come on, bro. You got one lucky one, eh? Um, but and Brett Lee also he put one out of the gabber as well at uh, at one stage too. So <laughs> look, it's a good ground and yeah, it's it, it can serve up a result as we're well aware of as well. So mm. yeah, let's see, let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to it, brother. I'm looking forward to watching it unfold. Well, we've got Rob Key. We're going to get to him after a wee break. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, it is time to talk a little bit of cricket and oh, how good a cricket when we're talking the Ashes. What a series. The biggest series in the world, let's be honest followed by both nations and also everyone else around the world. It hasn't been without its controversy either in the lead-out. First, England, well, they were going to try and take on Australia down under with no Ben Stokes. Then Ben Stokes jumps on the plane. All of a sudden, they're they're a right royal chance. Jimmy Anderson omitted last minute. That's all that's going on on the England side, and they've had a pretty quiet lead-in compared to the Aussies. Tim Payne, skipper, gone. Pat Cummins (laughs) installed as skipper. The bowler is skipper. How's that going to go? Steve Smith, well, he was gone. Now he's back in in, uh, in a leadership position, vice-captain. There's all sorts going on. And what? who better to talk to than the old mate Rob Key over there in the UK, former English cricketer, a very, very respected pundit and commentator around the world as well. And we're very lucky to have been able to chase him down. We had our problems getting a hold of him. I thought he was still on the golf course. But he's very kindly 
joined us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Looking forward to talking to him, finding out how the ash is going to unfold. Good morning, or good evening to you there, Rob. Yeah, good evening here, good morning there. I mean, talk about me playing golf. All I see on Netflix is you and Tufflers. You know, what a gig that's been. You've just been going around playing golf courses, doing God knows what. You know, all these courses in New Zealand. I mean, that's the best gig I've ever seen. So much jealousy there, isn't there? I can I can just sense the jealousy there. We could probably get you a gig on that as well, Keezy. We know you love your golf, mate. I mean, you'd be good fun, good tourist as well. It was a good crack, that. Have you, have you caught up with the cat at all? He's been on our show a couple of times. No, I haven't seen him since the summer, I don't think. But he's on a question of sport tour at the moment. The last one, I think, it's the end of an era for him. Now they've just changed the captain. So, he, you know, he's he's back to cricket full-time, I'd imagine. Oh, crikey. How's your golf, by the way? Before we get into it, Izzy's got some hard-hitting questions he's going to ask you in a minute. But how's your, how's your golf going? <laughs> I'm so close to utopia, it's just, um, but I mean, I can almost touch it with my game at the moment. You know, I, it's just, you know, I'm thinking every day is a journey and I, and I am so close. You know, if I break a hundred, I'll be lucky soon at the minute, but I'm close. <laughs> oh, good man. Good man, mate. Uh, so here on Baz and Izzy, we love, we love talking, you know, all things outside of actually really important conversations but every now and then we touch on this on them and uh, the ashes is the biggest story in cricket at the moment what do you make of the two the two squads mate yeah i mean start with england like you said there a minute ago you know i wouldn't have left, left out jimmy anderson but i get the feeling and i've sort of heard the odd whisper that he's not he might be 90 percent fit you know i don't think he's a hundred percent i know bowlers aren't always at a hundred percent so I sort of get that. I'm surprised they left out Broad, but they'd argue that Broad wasn't the man in possession. I personally, for this Ashes series, would have just gone my most experienced lineup, uh, which would have included Broad and Anderson, because they haven't played any cricket and the Gabba with the rain they've had. So I, I think, the, I mean, you know what it's like. I think the Australians would be the happiest that Anderson's not playing in particular. Uh, I think they got a chance. I think Australia. They're obviously a good side, but I think that, I mean, see their own doing. The whole Tim Payne thing I thought was a disgrace. You know, I thought Tim Payne got absolutely hung out to dry by Cricket Australia just trying to save face for feeling they hadn't done what they should have done two or three years ago. Um, and that's caused a bit of chaos. But, you know, Australia, they are a good side. But England, England have a chance. Australia are just favourite. Do you think, hey, mate, Rob, it's Izzy here on Baz and Izzy Breakfast. Great to have you on the show. But, hey, do you think because of what's happened with Tim Payne and, and the controversy there that it's kind of given England a little bit of confidence? And would there be a little bit of sledging out there, mate, regarding a bit of that and, and this that goes on with the Ashes? We know how full noise it is. I don't know, actually. It's going to be an interesting one to see how both teams are. Um, carry themselves with that um but i don't i mean when it when it all when all said and done all the talk and everything will be irrelevant to you know what it's going to be like for that england team and the batsmen in particular you know that australian side that is a good bowling attack you know i'd imagine dave warner would be niggling at them 
Um, it's you know, it's going to be fascinating to see this first sort of hour. Often you think sort of sets the tone for the whole mm. series. Often. Mm. Mate, what does Ben Stokes do to this team? A squad like you know, with England, him coming in, probably the best all rounder in the world, I reckon. Ben Stokes coming in, does that you know boost the morale of the England squad and give them so much confidence heading into this this first test? Yeah, I think it does because he not only he's a he's a brilliant cricketer, he balances the team so they can play their seamers and their spinner. And but I just think that England over the last year, and we saw it when they when New Zealand came to England and beat us over here, England was so timid in the way that they played. When they didn't chase down a score at Lords, all that type of stuff. And you just think Stokes won't stand for that. You know, Stokes is a sort of cricketer that will drive them forward. I don't think you can go to Australia and just defend your way, you know, try and get big first innings runs by batting time. You've got to be positive, and I think Stokes will lead the charge with that. You know, and if they're chasing 270 in a day, effectively, or 70 or 80 overs, Ben Stokes will be saying, right, let's make sure we're having a go, go for this, which they didn't do when he wasn't there early on. So I think he's massive in the mentality of that England team. And Baz would know more about that than any. I mean, that's what he did, and that's what you need out there. Yeah, I, mean, I totally agree with you. I think that's the beauty of Stokes. It's not just his own batting and bowling and fielding. Um, it's it's the ability for his presence and his mindset to drive all of those around him and inspire them to actually take the game on. And if you're going to beat Australia in Australia, and and you're probably a little bit outgunned, then you've got to do something different, right? And Stokes has that, and, and he'll be pushing them towards the danger, no doubt. Hey, um, mate, where whereabouts in uh, the Australian lineup do you see some potential weaknesses that that maybe England can try and drill down into? I think I think as well. If you, Australia's strength is obviously there, you've got Warner. If he has a good time of it, then you've got Labuschagne and Smith, and then the rest England will fancy. You know, I, I think Green's a good player, the all-rounder, the youngster. Well, the guy's just sort of come in. He looks like he's going to be a really good player. But, you know, so you've got Harris at the top. I think there's a chance there. So Warner becomes so key. For the same thing we're talking about Stokes. If he can sort of go hard at this relatively inexperienced bowling attack now, then England have got problems. So, and then you've got, what, Travis Head coming in. You've got people who are then unproven. Coming in, you've got Carey coming in as the keeper, who I think is a good player, actually. So they will feel that it's all bar that top three, and their bowling is strong. How's about um, a very good mate of yours, Shane Warne? He's been, he's been on Baz and Izzy for breakfast as well. He's, he's had a good go at Mitchell Stark, hasn't he, the last little while? Giving it to him. Do you reckon, do you reckon Stark's he, just maybe a little bit, uh, he's coming in? A little bit fragile as well. I know Warney's got him in the gun more than any. I mean, Warney had him in the gun for for the World T Twenty as well, which they ended up winning, and he got smashed. I was at that <laughs> final, and he got smashed in Stark. And you think that Stark's thinking, well, you know, no one's going to have a go at me in white ball cricket because I'm a, I'm very good at that. So uh, you know, he's under a bit of pressure, and the same with Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon struggled. He sort of got Nathan Lyon in there as well a little bit. Because they had a, Australia haven't played any test cricket, it seems, for ages. And the last time against India, both of those two struggled. So it's like, but you know what it's like. I mean, that's a year ago, pretty much. So surely you, you sort of start afresh. They're not, you wouldn't think they're going to continue that sort of form going into this series. 
because that could be the difference, you see. That Nathan Lyon, when England could argue they're sort of much of a much, they've got some great batsmen. England have got Root, Stokes, people like that. But the spinner, if Lyon, but I mean, Lyon is, you know, by far and away the better spinner of the two. Take nothing away from Jack Leach as much as I've just dug him out. But there's no, da- no doubt that Lyon on form is better than, you know, Jack Leach. So, so that, and he's had the wood over some of these England batsmen. But he needs to find his rhythm again. Yep, fascinating. Hey, quickly, just before we let you shoot off, Rob, I know you're a busy man. If England are going to have any success in this series, what match and where do you see them targeting to, to get the, the series win come match five and, and lift the ashes a little soon? Well, you see that they will say the day-night cricket, they could end up with two day-night games, one at Adelaide, one at Melbourne because of the Perth test being called off. But I actually hope they don't. I mean, I'm sick and tired of people trying to overthink cricket and I think, oh, we'll play this team in three test matches time and we'll make sure Anderson's fit for the day-nighters. I mean, just try and win every game, obviously. And there's no better chance than at at Brisbane. I mean, they lost there the last time. It's no longer the fortress, you'd say, after Tim Payne chirped Ashwin and Ashwin came back at him. You know, so no time like the present to start. Did you ever overthink it, cricket, and, and do you overthink golf, Keezy? No, I overthink golf. I never. I maybe could have done with overthinking cricket a little bit. We used to have Andrew <laughs> Simons, if you remember him, and he used to just, you know, you talk about batting, he'd just say, mate, sea ball, hit ball, and that was it. But golf, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. You know, I've got a head full of cartoons at the moment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, so you're uh, are you are you covering any of the the cricket? Uh, well, are you getting out to Australia, or are you just going to park up over there and just earn all the pounds there with uh, with Wardy? Correspond. <laughs> no, we, we sadly the, the the Ashes is on BT Sport, so we're sort of sitting up just watching it as a punter now. Which I don't know if I'm going to make the, the the whole thing. It starts at twelve o'clock at night. And finishes at about seven, so it depends. <laughs> depends really on who's batting. I think. Yeah. Well, I reckon if, if you're anything like me, you'll be you'll be waiting for Stokes and Butler to bat, and you'll probably give the Burns and Milan and the like a, a bit of a wide berth. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You read my mind. <laughs> uh, good man. All right. Well, Keezy, we really appreciate you joining us, mate, and um, thanks heaps for. Uh, for coming on and and um, just dissecting the ashes for us and giving a, a bit of a bit of a uh, eye to what we can expect. So thanks heaps, mate, and uh, and enjoy Thank yourself you, over there. We look forward to catching up in time. Anytime, Man. go well. That is Rob Key, former English cricketer and very respected uh, cricket commentator and pundit. Now doing wonderful things, covering the, the beautiful game that is cricket, the Ashes. Eh, what a game! Just the talk, the hype, everything around it is part and parcel of what makes it just such a special series as well. And yeah, I know Trudy said earlier that there's two nice guys as captains and everyone's determined to make it a nice civil series. I'm not so sure. It's the Ashes. They'll go toe-to-toe, the English and the Australians. That was jo- uh, Rob Key and uh, that was our Razine catch-up. Of course, Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 
10 years. It is coming up to 8.30 in the morning, which means that we are off to see Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Alrighty, it is 8.33 in the morning. Thank you very much, Trudy. We're going to go straight across to TAB and catch up with Paulie Mawati. He'll no doubt give us a real lift as we head into the final furlong of our show here on... What is it? Wednesday. We're Wednesday, aren't we? 8th of December. When you play golf early in the week, it just upsets your sort of calendar a little bit. First world problems. Right, Paulie Mwati, time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Mwati. Yeah, good morning, boys. How are you getting yeah. on, mate? What do you got for us today? Oh, it's a busy, busy day today. Uh, where do I start? Let's go to Hastings, first of all. Uh, and we've got a Bonus back promotion on races one and two at Hastings today. Um, obviously, that's uh, if your runner finishes second, third, or fourth, we'll give you your money back up to $30 as a bonus bet. Um, but check out all the T's and C's at the TAB website. Now, from Friday, that's the 10th of December, we're going to up that from $30 to $50. So racing bonus back promotions from this Friday, the 10th of December, will now be up to $50 uh, back as a bonus bet. So today, the two races at Hastings will be the last ones where it's up to $30. So we're bumping that up to $50 from Friday. So keep an eye out for the racing bonus back promotions that we have from Friday onwards. Uh, Also today, of course, it's day one of the first Ashes test live from the Gabba. We've got a cricket bonus back promotion on that. Um, I've just had a look at the market, and it looks like a number of punters are betting on the weather because five of the largest 10 bets on the head-to-head market in that first Ashes test are on the draw, and they're on the, uh, prices mm-hmm. ranging from 285 to 255 I'm just looking at the head-to-head market now. Australia are $1.83 to win that first test. England are $5.15, and the draw has just drifted out slightly again to $2.75. But five of the largest 10 bets on that head-to-head market are on the draw. So I'll check the uh, weather forecast for Brisbane over the next three or four days just to see what's going on there. Uh, We've also got a same-game claim on three Champions League matches, which start just under half an hour's time. AC Milan up against Liverpool. Porto up against Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid up against Inter Milan. So there's plenty for punters to get stuck into. Oh, and if you're a basketball punter, we've got same game claim promotions on the Dallas-Brooklyn basketball match later on this afternoon and the Lakers-Boston match, which starts around 4 o'clock this afternoon. So pretty much something for everyone, Bass. Yeah, something like for everyone, that. all right, Paulie Mwati. I'm surprised that all those big bets have gone on uh, on the draw because you know it's hard enough trying to pick a winner, let alone becoming a, a weatherman and trying to predict what's going yeah. on here as well. So interesting, interesting yeah. play. Yeah, well, I, I could tell you that a lot of the bigger punters wait until the actual match starts and then they jump on after they've seen, um, if not an innings, uh, you know, up until, see what happens up until lunch, see how the pitch is playing, and then they have a real big go. So we will see a number of larger bets uh, later on after the game starts uh, early evening, late afternoon, our time. So 
hopefully I'll be able to update you on those sorts of things tomorrow morning. Good man. Thank you, Paulie Mawati. Have a great day, mate, and uh, appreciate your update there. Of course, that was the TAB update. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. Are a team. We've got plenty more to come, even though we're in the final furlong of our show for today. We've got Royden Burgesson on the other side of this. 18 minutes away from nine here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It is time for us now to talk a little bit of racing. And as they say in racing, well, the show must go on. Racing's debacle at Trentham on Saturday. We're in abandonment, left many out of pocket, and the goodwill today. We're back at the track at Hastings before. This weekend's Tarapa picks up the Wakefield Challenge Stakes and also the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes. What a hot, hot day of racing it is at Tarapa on Saturday. I'm going to be there. Anyway, Royden Burgesson is a leading trainer based down in the Central Districts. Absolute champion of a bloke. His son's a pretty bloody good trainer too, just quietly. Anyway, good morning, Berg. Morning, how are you? Good, mate. Good. Good. Yeah, Izzy's Not there. Weird, Izzy's there. He's just waiting. He's just got his. He's got his tea. How are you, brother? Waiting for you to give us a tip later on in the Yeah, show. very good. Thank yeah, you. I want a tip. Get <laughs> a tip from me later. I'm back, mate. I'm back. Hang on. I'm punting. I'm back. As of right now, I'm a back. Bit of foreplay first. Just wait. Uh, anyway, Berg, <laughs> talk to us about your filly, mate. Wolverine. She's the one to beat, surely. Uh, yeah, very nice filly. Um, just nuisance what happened on Saturday. She was ready to go. So, look, we'll chucked in a nomination and um, we'll see how she make our final decision tomorrow after she has a little bit of quiet work and um, hope she draws good and she'll be there. Danielle's going to ride yeah. it. So, but a bit unfortunate for um, Lisa. She had yeah, done all the work on it so far, but um, she shared the ride up. She was down the ride at um, Awapuni, so she's stuck there. But, and that, we weren't wasn't really 100% on coming, so I said to her, look, I don't really know until I speak to Australian bloodstock, and um, we'd sort of set out a plan that we were going to miss this race and go to the flips, and then to the crack of minions. But, um, yeah, um, Australian bloodstock won us the race on Saturday, so that's where we'll probably end up. Oh, Bit of a nuisance, but yeah, didn't really want to trip her up there so many times, but um, she's got to have a look at... Oh, and she goes right on Saturday. She's got to have a look at Ellersley um, um, sometimes. So, best to probably give them a start there before the big dance. So, hopefully, everything will go all right. Yeah. So, so the filly is she's half owned by Australian Bloodstock, right? And Luke was telling us, Luke Morrell was telling us in the weekend that he's pretty analytical when it comes to buying and racing horses and all that. Are they quite cool to work with that that operation, or are they yeah, sort of they they get a bit get a bit in your face? Um, no, they're pretty good. Um, I haven't spoken to Luke for the last couple of days. Um, was in touch with them early last week, and they've just they've said to us like, um, when she's in New Zealand, you know, it's under your control. But I've got a message from them yesterday to say that they're really keen on running in the Wakefield. Um, so we'll just see what happens today. See if she draws and make a decision. Yeah, he looks pretty pretty cool guy. So good to talk to him. Oh, really nice guy. See what happens. Hey, well, Roy, you know, with the, with the delay. Sorry? 
Hey mate, what's the delay of the week? You know how you know we speak to a lot of a lot of trainers, and they're right. The preparation is right up to that minute out from from the race. This week out, the preparation wise is. Has that affected the horse's preparation and is there anything you've had to change this week or, or do differently heading into this week? And I know the travel's a big factor as well. Um, we're pretty lucky. She went into hours down the road from Trenton, so she was back in a box by 3 o'clock to 2 o'clock or something. She went on the walker for about 20 minutes when she got in and just had Sunday afternoon off. Um, work on Monday. She had a good gallop yesterday and she galloped really well. Um, very fresh this morning, so it hasn't harmed us. So she's looking pretty good at the moment. Okay, nice, nice. Well, we're looking forward to that. We 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 had uh we had Wolverine up against Carla on the weekend. There was a big battle because Baz actually trained and bred Carla, and then he sold her. Silly fella, he was he was. He was I didn't train it, that. but mate, Hastings yeah, today. Imagine me trying to train a horse. Oh no, he didn't train her. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, mate. Anyway, Hastings today, you got a couple of nice chances there for sure. Bradman in race four. Yeah, um, I've got a filly in race three. She's in the first start home. She's um, quite a start. She's a staying filly. Just, we're looking at a trial, but um, the track's pretty good over there, so I'm going to run her. I'm drawn badly. We'll get that. But she should find the line right. She's nominated for the Oaks. I think she'll make a nice staying filly in the autumn, so... She kicks off today, then Bradman race four. Um, look, he's been a enigma, he's been the hardest horse I've trained. He's just got so much ability, but does some terrible things in a race, I think. Should have got him before we raced him. He's, um, every race, he's in the stops report. He's just gets himself into so much trouble. <laughs> but drawing the ace today, I think um, she'll bounce him in the lead. He's, been, he's pretty good at the trolls when he leads. He's, he's comfortable, but when he gets in amongst them, he starts doing stupid things. So, oh, I put the pedal down pretty early, and hopefully, no one's going to take us on. And he gets a nice soft lead. I think it'd be really hard to beat. Nice, nice. Hey, um, Berg. So your boy Sam, he's uh, he's making waves in the training world as well. Obviously, plays plays fullback in the great UMS. Rugby side for your information there, Izzy. Yeah, share the dressing mm. room, you know. Share the footy field with Berg's son Sam. Champion, good footy player, solid, silky, you know, like sort of Stephen Larkham esque sort of glides through the defence. Anyway, uh, he's doing well in the uh, in the training game as well, mate. You must be delighted for him. Yeah, he's working hard and seems to be rewarded. He's um, he's full on with it. And George, Jamie, and Dave. Um, uh, teaching them the right things, so you'll learn a lot there. You want to learn much here, but you'll learn a lot there. <laughs> Are you done on the boots again? <laughs> I'll be out there, mate. Absolutely. Especially if you're going to come and watch, then I'm definitely I'm out there, Berg. You know, <laughs> just you got to make your commitment yeah, yeah. to the well, boys actually, down. I actually watch, I actually watch more games than Madam Madam last year than I did in farming. Yes. I enjoyed it. Beer's cheaper in the clubhouse. That's why. <laughs> I think Sam's going to drop back by your team, isn't he? Oh, let's hope so. Oh, that hang on, that's not ideal for me. That means I've got to go to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Baz. <laughs> I, I might be, I might be sitting there next to you. I stand next to you in the clubhouse, then, Berg. If that's the case. Oh well. Well, we better get a bigger TV in to watch the racing in between, <laughs> in between the games, then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Oh.
right, mate. Well, we'll let you go, but we really appreciate you joining uh, Izzy and myself got, here on Fairs and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, oh, oh that's what we're waiting for. I was just about to ask you that. What is it? Portolino. Okay. Portolino. Win. You'll go right. Win. Bad draw, but not each way. A win. Win A. Each each way. Bradman. That's a win. Bradman onto Portolino for a place. That that's a win, is he? I'm not sure if you heard that right. I heard win. You know. All right. Thanks, Bird. Never on the tail. <laughs> Absolute legend, Royd and Burgesson. Thanks heaps for joining us, mate, and uh, and all the best this weekend and all the best today as well. well good luck, guys. Cheers, good man, Royd and Burgesson. Absolute champion. Good man to have a beer with Izzy during the sales. We'll sit down and we'll spend an hour or so chatting with uh, with Berg and looking at a couple of horses. A good man to have a horse with too, actually. I've had a couple over the years and yeah, just a, a good man. So that was Royden Burgesson, his chances, well, it'll be interesting to see what whether Wolverine is in fact going to run on Saturday. That's some interesting oil coming out of uh, Royden Burgesson's barn there. Right, it's 8.51 in the morning. We've got coming up next, we're going to cross over to the beautiful Hawks Bay where we've got the Doyen, the voice of sport, who will be pretty excited today with the start of the Ashes, I'm sure. And we'll have our sleep on it with Smitty for temper.